Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Koval Single Barrel Bourbon Whiskey. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tastings. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleschik. Andy, how are you doing on this fine Saturday afternoon? You know, not bad. Um, I mean, I know as we talked on our last podcast, or uh, one of our previous episodes, Closed on a House... Yeah, you Finally, did. Finally, like 90% moved into it. Uh, John here helped me move in some final furniture uh, this morning. I knew I came. Yeah, so, you know, we got a had bit, fun We got it. a new uh, podcast launched uh, with myself and Johnny Kleinhens that we're really excited about, uh, the Lean Physique podcast. So we got more details. The exact, it's basically the exact opposite podcast of this one. They talk about <laughs> how one. to get healthier, not how to drink more. Yeah. But uh, we're really excited about that. And, of course, like I said, more details to uh, to come. But I was super um, super happy for you, Andy, being mm-hmm. uh, into, moved into the new house uh, for the most part. That's really mm-hmm. going to be really exciting to uh, to have that space, absolutely. Yeah. Congrats, congrats the man. homeownership fun. Yep. It'll be, it'll be, you'll, you'll, it'll, it'll be great. Yeah. Uh, but uh, without further ado, all right, let's d- jump right on in, Andy. Tell the folks out there everything they need to know about Koval Whiskey. Of course. I'd love nothing more. So Koval is a, um, it's a Chicago brand, uh, bourbon brand. So they're not one of the traditional, you know, big Kentucky names or anything like that. I know Kentucky loves their, to say they're the home only of bourbon in America. No. Other cities have it, uh, but they were founded in 08 in Chicago, um, and were the first distillery to be operating in the city since about the mid 1800s. Um, and it was founded by um, two founders, uh, Robert Berniker and Sonat Berniker Hart, um, who I think were doctor and government relations something works for the government in some capacity i forget exactly um but they decided to kind of forge a new uh, path after careers in academia and then government work uh there it is cool and it was kind of their goal in a result of this um path to try and marry robert's austrian heritage like distilling and brewing heritage in austria uh from his ancestors um and then Sonat's family's heritage in distilling um, with, of course, state-of-the-art modern technologies that they have to offer. Um, and they do all of, at least now, they're doing all of their distillation and bottling and everything in-house um, under a grain-to-bottle approach, basically taking it in all doing, outside of the farming, doing everything themselves. Hmm. Um and, of course, only using the most trusted farmer connections that they have. Uh, and it was something that they, you know, early on, what they decided to do, or why they decided to name it Koval, um, was in many Eastern European languages, um, and even in German, um, Koval means smith or blacksmith. But... Um, you know, in Yiddish, though, it means someone who forges ahead. Hmm. Um, and it was kind of just to recognize their family's heritage as Sanat's great-grandfather, um, who moved from Vienna, 
uh, earned the, that name as a nickname. And then uh, Robert's grandfather's last name was Schmid, which was the equivalent of Koval in German. Um, and they kind of tr- are true entrepreneurs in everything they've done. Um, and of course have heavily focused on wanting to benefit, uh, craft distillers and craft distilleries. Um, you know, and this shows in everything they do beyond just being a craft distillery. Um, you know, of course they've consulted with, uh, distilling technologies to set up hundreds of craft distilleries around the world. Um, and through that government work that they have still serve as ambassadors or industry, um, knowledgeable people or lobbyists, um, like through trade associations, special interest groups, uh, other government officials that they know and all those connections, um, you know, getting, trying to help craft distillers and craft distilling as a whole get going. Um, and of course, throughout all this, both in, on the distilling side, and I think their ambas- their ambassadorship as well, they've um, been recognized over and over, on uh, both a local and domestic level in the United States, but even on an international level. Sure. Um, you know, a lot of it was, of course, for their whiskeys, earning golds, double golds, um, silvers, everything like that for that, but also... Um, at least a few different times, at least I think three or four different times, being recognized in Chicago by the Chicago Reader as the best local distillery and one of the top ten most influential craft whiskey makers um, through everything that they do and one of the best distil- hundred best distilleries to visit in the world, um, among other recognitions from Damn. Chicago Reader and others. Um, and, you know, it reflects in all the products they uh make you know whether it's any of their bur- uh whiskeys you know the bourbons rice four grain single barrels um just to name a few uh their gins or even like their different liquor liqueurs that they offer you know they're recognized over and over again for just the quality and the taste and everything of them um and of course most of them are they're kind of lower proof whiskeys hang around 80 to 95 proof in that range. Um, and most of them are all uh, 51% corn, uh, 49% millet, which is kind of like a small grass type grain that you can consume. Um, you know, of course, for the like their rye, switch the corn for the rye. Um, those are their mash bills that they use. Um, so that's pretty much everything on them and everything they do. From, you know, grain to glass, trying to create a fantastic bourbon and liquor Love it. product. They're located up there in uh, kind of like the northern part of the, like the downtown Chicago area. Uh, really nice, uh, you know, really cool setup there. It's a, you know, wood house, uh, wood house, a warehouse with a, a, lot, a lot of red brick on the outside and a, very, and a ton of like natural wood on the inside. It's a really cool um, facility. And I love that the different... Um, there's such a strong lineup of products and so many different options and you know there's something for everyone there and I definitely can see why this would be one of the more uh, uh, interesting distilleries to take a tour of absolutely yeah all right let's go ahead everyone pour yourself a glass of the Cobalt single barrel bourbon whiskey and we're going to dive right on into the tastings 
All right, folks, time for the tasting. Of course, we're just going to do the single barrel bourbon whiskey. We don't have any of the other products uh, lined up. Uh, I do know that Madeira typically has uh, the, um, they've got one of the other popular ones, the four grain uh, single barrel. So maybe we would have to tr- grab that four grain at some point. Maybe sometime, yeah. Take a look at that. Uh, but for now, we're just going to stick with the, the regular single barrel bourbon whiskey. Let's do the Cheers. tasting. Cheers, sir. As always, we're going to start with the nose. Very can, very sweet on the nose. Yes, very very corn sweetness. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of waxy there, for me. Kind of like a waxy sweetness. I get that. I'm. The, I think the corn is definitely what I'm mo- noticing the most. Yeah. But by uh, you know, it's very very distinct. Let's, let's give it a taste. It's not bad. A little bit more complex on the palate. I'm getting a kind of like some chocolate and coffee notes on the palate um, as compared to the nose, which was just so predominantly corn. Right. It's not nearly as sweet as I would have expected on the palate. Yeah. Since it's based on the smell. Getting some peppery, caramely sweetness. Okay. And along with what you were you know, mentioning yeah. um, on the palate there. Hangs around on the tongue a little bit. Finish overall though fades pretty quickly. I, I think. Yeah, fades fairly quickly, but hangs around. It's good kind of front to mid palate. I lot swear, more. I play jump rope with this whiskey. Sometimes I dr- I drink it and I try it and I think it's great. Sometimes I try it and I'm just really not impressed at all. Um, this is one I'm I'm definitely really enjoying it. Um, previously, I would have to say I liked few more than Koval. If we're going to talk Chicago yeah. distilleries. But yeah. uh, I'm, I'm interested to see. We're, we're going to do a few next week. I'm interested to see kind of how they they Compare. stack up to each other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's a it's a really I think it's a really great product. Oh yeah, good. And the distillery looks really cool. I would definitely love love to visit it. Uh, yeah, as long as sure. it's in a safer part of Chicago. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. That's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast to subscribe, leave review, and listen to every episode of Distilled Discussions. Share the podcast episodes or the podcast in general on social media. Tell people about it. You know, we really appreciate your support. Numbers are starting to go pretty high up. Yeah. We've had a couple weeks in a row where, you know, we're, our numbers are quadrupled, quintupled on SoundCloud. So we're really uh, chugging along. Um, we, we're about to have a, another podcast that we're going to be sponsoring. And we're going to kind of maybe, maybe we'll do a little co-mingling of those two podcasts. Uh, find a way to make that work. Uh, but we got a lot of exciting things coming up. And uh, we really appreciate all your guys' support. Thanks so much. Have a great week, America. And don't worry, we'll be here to drink with you next week.